Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. 
I wish more people would talk about online bullying, you know, mental illness and all that stuff, especially with women and teenagers and stuff like that, because we've all gone through it, but it doesn't have to define you. Mm -hmm. You can be successful out of it and it can actually be like the thing that makes you successful. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I have a super awesome experience to share with you guys. And it is definitely the part of this podcast that is so exciting. Um, I don't often get to go and travel on the road and do uh, this podcast, but I got to go down to the Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles during Monday Night Raw and have this interview at WWE. So this is a bit outside of the norm for this podcast. Uh, I have interviewed former uh, WWE divas and have freaking loved it. And this was no different. I had the most fun time interviewing all of the women on this day. And this woman in particular is such a light. She's so brilliant. She is such a firecracker. And I love hearing that the basic mindset and principles are the same exact across the board, no matter what your dream is. I don't care if you want to start a business. I don't care if you want to be an entrepreneur. I don't care if you want to be a WWE superstar. It is all the same mindset and belief in yourself and connection to other people and celebration of each other. So today, my interview is with Alexa Bliss. Don't you just love that last... Are you kidding me? Alexa Bliss. I was like, how aligned is this? Um, She is a driven competitor. She has been her entire life participating in softball, track, kickboxing since her youth, excelling especially in gymnastics and eventually becoming a division one cheerleader. She even entered the world of competitive bodybuilding where she became one of the youngest competitors to receive her IFBB professional status, which her and I had so much in common with talking about this. So it was a lot of fun to hear about that journey as well. She has such an incredible athletic background that it's no wonder that she quickly became one of Next's most dangerous superstars. Although she never captured the women's title, she was a constant threat pushing the likes of many of the women in there. You guys, this woman is such a powerhouse and just the sweetest heart. Like when I got to sit with her, she was just humble. She was excited to do the interview. And I also knew she was back to back to back to back that day, but she was so present with me. And I also know that that's a huge reason that she's so successful is that she is just in the moment, even though I'm sure her life and mind is spinning sometimes. And you hear that a lot with this interview is so much of their life is on the road. And how do you manage all that? So I can't wait for this to get started because I just think the wisdom within this can be applied to all of our lives. So here we go. 
Lexi, I'm so excited to be sitting down chatting with you. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. It was so much fun. I was telling Natalia because when I was pulling in, people thought I was like a wrestler. So they were yelling. Oh, yeah. "Ah!" I was like, this is so You're in good shape. You're blonde, of course. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm really, really excited to be here. But I would love to know what in your life got you to this moment? Like what was it really? There's probably many transformational moments or like things that you can go back to, but is there one thing that either planted the seed of this dream? Like, was it something that you saw on TV? Was it someone you talked to or were there a few things that, um, you know, I'd watched WWE growing up. And so I was a fan, you know, growing up, my Mm -hmm. family would get together every Monday night. We'd order pizza. We'd watch raw. It was just the thing that we did. And, um, you grew up up watching this. Yes. Okay. Did your brothers or anything? No, I had cousins. Okay. They would always pretend to be the Hardy boys. And we had like a little inflatable pool that was, had no water in it. And they used it as like their ring. (laughs) And, uh, I was always the one that was like, no, don't hit me. Like, like, and then I was the one that became a wrestler. Um, (laughs) no. So my cousins, and my family all watched it. And then after college, I competed in bodybuilding. Okay. Well, I did bikini division. Mm-hmm. Um, I competed because I was trying to find a healthy way of getting over my eating disorders. Okay. So that's kind of how I got into fitness. And my trainer at the time, his name's Mike Davies. He told me, hey, WWE is having a trial, I heard. Uh-huh. And he knew I was a fan. So yeah. he was like, hey, I don't know if this is like in your realm, if it's something you want to try. But yeah. I heard they're having a trial. And he just mentioned it in passing. And I was like, oh. So I went on later that day. It was after a boot camp. I went to WWE.com. And there was a link. And it said, do you want to be a WWE superstar? And I said, yes, I do. (laughs) So so I clicked on it, made a video. It's this god-awful video of me in my posing suit, in my (laughs) clear heels, being like, this is why I should be a WWE (laughs) superstar. And (laughs) I recently saw that video. It's just, it's tragic. And um I sent it in, didn't think anything would come of it. Uh, I got a casting call after that. I was flown to LA for a day, mm-hmm. was given an interview. And after that, I was signed and they were like, let's just hope you're as athletic as you look. And mm-hmm. so it was a very lucky situation because I know a yeah. lot of people have, you know, indie background in wrestling and have had multiple trials, like four, five, six, seven trials before they make right. it. And I just kind of fell into it, mm-hmm. luckily. But it was something that I pursued to fall into, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think that, I think the whole part about it was easy, probably because your fitness journey was probably somewhat challenging. Yes, as well, getting very there. challenging. So there's so much that people could look at and say, oh, that happened right away, except you were prepping. Yes. Basically for this through fitness for a long time. So what was that? What was that fitness journey like? Why did you? I know you said that you got into it because you were getting over an eating disorder. Yes. But what did that even look like? Like when um, did you... So when I, so I'd grown up my whole life as a gymnast and all-star cheerleader. Okay. And, and where are you from again? Ohio. Columbus, oh, awesome. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I lived in uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Upper Michigan. Oh, okay. So Very totally cool. Yeah. yeah. So you know the whole, yeah. the whole, whole Midwest. Midwest. Drill. Yes. Um, so I competed my whole life. You know, I competed in the Arnold since I was five. Yes. Because I did gymnastics at the Arnold, cheerleading at the Arnold, mm-hmm. and then transitioned into bodybuilding. And so... Uh, you know, working out has always been a thing in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I was in high school, I got very, very sick Mm. and I developed an eating disorder and I lost a whole bunch of weight, uh, lost like 30 pounds in like five weeks, hospitalized. So then I started, um, when I got out of the hospital, I started training with my trainer, uh, Natalie, and I'd been training with her since I was very, very young, since I was 14. 
because my parents' friends were bodybuilders mm-hmm. and we used to go to bodybuilding shows. And I remember thinking, I want to do that mm-hmm. because I watched the fitness division okay. where they yep. would tumble and oh my God, the yes. whole deal, the routine. Yep. So I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a That's gymnast. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so after I trained with Natalie for a few years, I went to college. When I went to college, I did college cheer. When I did college cheer, they had us doing bod pods. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I know coming from the bodybuilding world, you, you know what a bod pod mm-hmm. like sit in it, measures your body fat percentage, and they would like post them. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember specifically having a conversation with my coach saying, Hey, you know, I just gotten over anorexia. I don't feel comfortable yeah, doing you don't this. Look at numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, but she had also, I feel like, had a knee disorder at the mm-hmm. time because she had told me that she had one in the past. Mm-hmm. So she kind of understood. But then it was also like, Hey, Everyone needs to sign in to do cardio three days a week or three times a day. Everyone needs to do this. Everyone needs to sign in for this. And you had to sign in when you're at the gym. You mm-hmm. had to go to the gym. You had oh to go to God. practice. It was a thing. Yeah. So um, I remember going back to Ohio um, it, or Columbus. I, I was at a football game. I um, I was in my uniform. I lost a whole bunch of weight again. And I told everyone, I was like, hey, this has been fun, but I need to go home. Packed mm-hmm. up as much as I could in my car, drove home to Columbus, admitted myself the next day and went through the whole process again of the hospitalizations, the therapy and everything like that. And as soon as I came out of the hospital, my trainer, Natalie and Mike, I had one lifting session with them mm-hmm. and they know I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, so um, in six weeks, you're going to be on stage mm-hmm. and you're either going to make an idiot of yourself by starving yourself or mm-hmm. you're going to do well and listen to us. And they're like, the decision is yours if you're going to go on stage and embarrass yourself or not. But you are getting on stage in six weeks. Mm. And so that kind of triggered the whole motivation of wanting to get better and wanting to eat the food on the diet plan, do the Mm. cardio, do the lifting, get healthy. And I remember competing my first show with Natural Ohio. I won first overall, the whole deal. And then Mm -hmm. I was hooked. Mm. I was like, I want to do this. And so I competed. For a few years, went pro. Um, and it was very difficult because I was, at the time, I was maybe 18, 19, competing mm-hmm. against women oh, who yeah. were 26, That's, 27. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's usually a sport you get into in your later 20s. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I had a struggle because I didn't have the muscle maturity mm-hmm. just naturally. I didn't have that right. muscle maturity that a 26, 27, 28-year-old woman has. Mm-hmm. And so it was very... Um, it was very hard to compete pro. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, after WWE uh, signed me, I'd competed with Arnold for the last time. And <laughs> I was just like, you know what? This is going to be fun. Like I went out, just did my thing and mm-hmm. bowed out. I was like, this has been great. But yeah, like definitely it's something WWE, I take it as something that, you know, I trained for my entire life because I've been in athletics since I was five years old. Mm. So I... I, I find it so interesting coming from a fitness background as well. Like I, there, there's a drive of, there's this, there's this line of like being driven in a really positive way. And I think all of us have this in us, to be honest, um, being driven in a positive way where it can turn dark. Oh, very quickly. <laughs> really, really quickly. Yes. So, and I know that I've dealt with that my whole life, like trying to keep the motivation and drive of like, 
you know, wanting to achieve something, but not have it be so much coming from the place of I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, right. or I'm not going to be seen or like trying to keep that in perspective of balancing life with needing to achieve. So are you still, do you feel like you're still in that dance? And how do you find when you're going to the extreme end? Because I'm sure it's so easy, especially with you're in, you're in the forefront all the time. Like, how do you kind of reel it back when you feel yourself going into the extremes again? Because so many people relate to this. This is one of the biggest topics. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm definitely an extreme personality. Yeah. I am either all in or all out. And yeah. that's just how I've always been. Mm-hmm. And especially after, you know, going through the body image issues, going through everything, the depression, like every kind of, you know, mental thing that you can, Mm -hmm. you just have to know your boundaries and know, you know, now, like I purposely, like I know my boundaries. Like I know if I get a little too lean, I'll purposely go and order pizza. Mm. And cause I know that at the end of the day, like I'm going to feel good after Mm -hmm. I do that. And I just, I make myself get out of that negative place. And especially, you know, here it's hard because we travel 300 days a year. We're away from our families. We're away from our friends. Like Mm -hmm. we don't see them. So you can get into that, that, kind of mopey mentality quickly. So you kind of have to, you know, know how to get yourself out of it. And, you know, it's, it's. So what do you do? Do you talk to people? Do you like, what are the main things for your mental health that you do? Um, well, I, I love watching Netflix. (laughs) Um, I, I call my friends, you know, I call my mom, like my mom lives down the street. Um, Mm. I have a whole bunch of animals. Um, I have three dogs and a pig. Kind of dogs. I have a Maltese, Mm. a Chewini, and a Yorkie and a pig. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. But he thinks he's a dog because he's been raised around dogs I've heard his whole that. life. Yes. I've heard that. We have some pigs in our neighborhood. I yes. live in LA. Just- oh, there you go. <laughs> like, okay, there's a massive pig getting walked right now. Yeah. With popcorn. Yeah. It's the only it's way great. to walk. <laughs> oh, my, my pig likes Cheerios. Oh, really? Yeah. They probably like a lot of anything, huh? My pig's very picky eater. Really? He only eats carrots, spinach, and pineapple and Cheerios. That is insane, He actually. won't eat anything else. He's oh very picky. Hmm. I was like, I thought pigs are supposed to eat everything. But he just... <laughs> That's what he's I picky. No, he's like, no. Picky pig. <laughs> yeah. Very picky pig. He's, he's, he's a diva. So for you, what are you... What do you wish more people asked you? What's a question that you wish more people asked you that you don't think people know about you? I don't know. I don't know. Well, mostly like when people ask me stuff, it's always about like wrestling Mm -hmm. and which is fine because that's what we're known for. Um, I guess. I don't know. Are there things that you would love for people to know about you that you don't typically share? Or do you feel like you share a lot? I I share a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the other ladies We are an open book. That's the thing because, you know, with WWE and our characters and, yeah. you know, with how much we do like community outreach and how much we do like be a star programs mm-hmm. and everything like that. So we're kind of expected to lay it all out there. Yeah. Should be like, because someone somewhere will relate to something you've gone through. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're all highly accessible and very much an open book. I don't think yeah. there's anything anyone doesn't know about me. That's, I think that's the... It's the, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. What's the good and what's the bad? The good is, you know, people know us in and out of character. Mm-hmm. And they can relate to us in and out of character in any way. Like, my character on TV, I'm completely opposite on TV as I am in real life. Mm. Like, my character is the biggest just B-word you'll ever meet. <laughs> it's that girl from high school, you know, that yeah. everyone secretly hates, but will still follow them on Twitter. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or Facebook them. Something. Totally. And myself as a person, I've always been very, you know, 
shy in a sense where I'm very like extroverted, introverted. Okay. Like if it's like one on one, I can talk your off. Insert yeah. a third person, I'm the quietest one in the room. Right. Like I just get real awkward and yeah. quiet and just like. Mm, where do you think that came from? Do you know? I don't know. Mm. I've heard it's a thing though. Yeah, I've heard it's a thing. <laughs> so I was like, so I'm not the only weird one around here. No, um, I don't think anything's weird. But <laughs> yeah, and I guess the bad is everyone knows everything about you. Yeah, literally, you can't do or sneeze without people knowing you know what i mean and, mm-hmm. and especially because like, on social media everything gets blown out of proportion all yeah. the time i mean luckily i've never been like a victim to any of that stuff but like even just like seeing stuff that people like write about you and they're you're just like you don't know me mm-hmm. you, you don't know me as a person like especially on social media we show you everything about our lives but we also only show you what we want you to see mm-hmm and so that's just like, I guess that's the bad of it. It's so interesting. So this relates so much to everything that m- most women ask. M- most women who are listening to this either want to, um, they or they have a business or they're an entrepreneur or they're, you know, a, a public speaker or they're really getting, wanting to write a book or they have already written books, things like that, like really putting themselves out there. How do you, how do you kind of keep a safe boundary for yourself mentally when you're really out there? Because I think now with anything, it's required to be really out there. Yes. Especially, you know, there's people on Instagram that like film their entire lives. totally. Every day. Hair and makeup ready, which kudos because (laughs) when I'm at home, my hair is in a messy bun. I don't leave the house. I Uber Eats. I watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not leave my couch. And I sit with my animals. And that's kind of what I do. Like, when I'm home... Nothing is work-related. There's no speaking of wrestling. There's no speaking of work. There's no speaking of anything that's not positive energy. Ah, so that's a huge boundary right yes. there. Yeah. So do you turn your phone off or what do you do? Oh, girl, I can't turn my phone off. Okay. <laughs> no, put everything else. I can't turn my phone off because I'm addicted to Pinterest. I'm okay. always like on Pinterest and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that that kind of for me, uh, I learned that like from John Cena. John mm-hmm. Cena came and talked to us when we were in NXT and he was saying, when you're not home, disconnect because mm. someone said what's the secret of longevity and yeah. he said disconnecting uh, because sometimes you can become so wrapped up in what you're doing or what you're focusing on that you become so obsessed with it that sometimes you need to step back because if you're you're not seeing it from a clear angle when you're always in it yeah so for example you know when I was injured I was out with a couple concussions and I saw my work and I was like you see it from a perspective and you're like oh I can really improve on that but when yeah. I was in it you don't see it yes and so I think it's healthy to make that boundary and to kind of step out of it and do things that you enjoy because if you're so wrapped up in it, you're not going to enjoy what you do anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to become work. So mm-hmm. if you don't separate yourself like now, like this isn't work. It's mm-hmm. fun. And mm-hmm. because I was able to step out of it mm-hmm. and create that boundary in a healthy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What do you think is the most challenging thing about what you do in this industry every day? I'd say the travel. Yeah. I've been home one day this whole month. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest part. And I'm really uh, like OCD and like germaphobic too. So like not being able to do my laundry all the time, <laughs> that really gets yeah. me. I'm uh-huh. always just like, oh. So I always like, I always make sure I book somewhere that I, yeah. before I book a hotel, I make sure they have guest laundry. I'm like, that's looking. hilarious. It's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the travel. I'd say that's the hardest thing. Like for this week example, you know, we, We've had 7 a.m. flights every day. So I've been up the last five days for at 4 a.m. every morning flying in and then, you know, having full days. And then tomorrow we're going to go to Ontario and then fly out straight from Ontario to Tampa, Tampa mm. to a commercial, commercial to uh, pay-per-view, pay-per-view to Japan. So wow. it's just like you're constantly on the go. That's why I always say I live on a uh, caffeine and concealer. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I ever write a book, that's going to be that's, that's, that's the, the title, yeah. Caffeine and Concealer. So how do you, because especially um, coming from fitness background or eating disorder or anything like that, and I think just being a human in general, like we want to attempt to have control in our lives. Yes. And I know that travel's the, like the number one thing that can make you feel like you're out of control. Absolutely. So how do you find, and this is, this answer can be translated for anybody listening, even if you don't travel, because it can be related to when your life feels out of control, out of control. when your kids, yeah. you know, you can't plan for your kids or you can't plan for certain things at work, or you're not in control of different things that are happening within your business or whatever that looks like. So how do you, how do you either find like that calm or that peace when things just feel out of control? And how do you create re- ritual amongst no control. Um, it is so crazy that you said that because there's times I can feel my life getting out of control. Yes. Mainly because there. whenever <laughs> I feel my life getting out of control, I always have tornado dreams. Interesting. Every time. Like actual tornado. Like like dreams about tornadoes. Crazy. And I've looked into it and it's like you dream about stuff like storms or anything like that when you yeah. feel like your life is out of control. Uh-huh. Like you can't control the situation. Yeah. So whenever I start to like even have an... In, it's the weirdest thing. Like I just my body knows when things are out of control. Mm. So like I like have a whole bunch of like meditation apps on my phone. I'll read a book, something that, you know, you can take your own pace, like, and especially like travel. There's been, I've been in literally every travel situation that now I feel like even if travel is out of control, everything ends up working out. Mm. For example, like last UK tour we had, we missed our connection because the connection was booked too close. Mm. You have to, we landed, we had a 30 minute layover to go through customs, recheck our bags. Wasn't going to happen. As soon as we got off the plane, the person asked for our boarding pass and they laughed at us. They were like, yeah, you're not making this. (laughs) Our bags were lost for four days. We were on a two week tour. Bags were lost for four days. We went to go shopping. Somehow my wallet got left in the Uber. And in Spain, you can't contact the Uber. No one would help us. No one would do anything. Finally, this one woman walks by, just happens to stop and ask me if I was okay. And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm freaking out. My wallet's gone. I had my passport, my everything Yeah, gone. And she was just like, oh, she spoke English, like one of the very few people that did it. And she was like, oh, uh, my friend works for Uber. Let me just, let me just see what's going on. That's so crazy. Calls, mm-hmm. like speaks to whoever she could. And they're like, oh, is it a black studded, whatever, whatever. And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, we'll find that driver, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's still in the area. Somehow, like, this whole mm-hmm. situation happened. So I always feel like, especially when it comes to travel, if I can handle the worst situation yes. possible, mm-hmm. like Murphy's Law, yeah, I can handle anything. Oh and my God, that's yeah. kind of like one of those things, like, you have to go through those out-of-control situations to know that you can be perfectly fine in the smaller out-of-control situations. Like you said, like, like travel stuff or just little things that happen. I mean, kids are a big situation, but... You know, sometimes you just don't plan for that stuff, but you kind of have to take it day by day and understand that things always work out how they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good or bad, it's going to work out how it's supposed to. Mm. So is that a is that like a, a core belief that you hold in your life? Just like yes. it will, even when it feels crazy or like I'm just waiting this storm out. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it that's, my friend told me that. She was just like, no matter what happens, she goes, everything's going to sort itself out in the way it's going to. She goes, it doesn't matter what you do, how you try to control it it's going to happen how it's supposed to. And you're like, you know what? You're right. I think that's such a big part of successful people's mentality is they, that's truly like, if that's a core belief that it will always work out, it will make you stay in the storm instead Mm -hmm. of retreating. Exactly. Instead of being like, whoa, this is too much, or this is, you you know, something that they can't handle, but you don't know if you can handle it till 
you know if you can handle it. Yes, <laughs> until, until you go through it. it. You have to do it. <laughs> and there's no real graceful way of, I think there is later, but there's no real graceful way of handling it the first time. Like, did you have a meltdown the first few times that it happened? Like, with oh like God. travel with, stuff? Yeah, just absolutely falling apart. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's a part of it. My biggest thing is getting lost. Yeah. I hate getting lost. And um, one time I remember <laughs> I'm just like crying and like, because mm-hmm. my phone like stopped working and I'm like where in Arizona. You? Oh, in Arizona. And I had no idea where I was at. Mm-hmm. And like, I somehow was able to call my mom from my iPad because I was able to connect to McDonald's Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I called my mom and I was like, can you direct me to the nearest AT&T? And bless her heart. She goes, so you're going to go southwest on this street? And I was oh like, God. I was like, mom, what did Where's you look southwest? up? And she went, I went on MapQuest. And I was like, it's 2019. No one's using MapQuest. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, please put it in your phone. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm at this intersection of this. And and I was like, I was like, northeast, southeast, west. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do anything no. for me. I was like, I need left, right, straight and forward. That's exactly <laughs> like, how backwards. I just remember I was just like, Lord, and I cried. I was crying so hard. And then like, Eventually, I I found it and everything worked out. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I was a little dramatic over nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you have to like, mm-hmm. you have to like notice when you're being a little too extra and kind of <laughs> like tone it down a little bit. Yeah, totally. So what's something right now that you feel in your life besides travel that maybe you're struggling with either mentally or something with what you want to do or where you want to go or maybe a door is not opening? What's something that you feel like you're in right now? Um. For me right now, it's the scheduling of work, Mm. to be honest, because I haven't been home in a month. Mm. And it's very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, especially because here everything happened so last minute. So I was finally supposed to go home last week. Mm. And I was sent to, well, two weeks ago, I was sent to Pittsburgh. I was supposed to go home. And it was my best friend. She was coming down with her with her baby and she's been my best friend forever. We booked this vacation for her a year ago mm. and she's only in Florida for three days. I was in charge of the baby's first birthday party and just with how scheduling worked out, like I was added on stuff mm. to go to Pittsburgh for these two out of the three days. And I was just like, it's out of my control. And I'm like, if I don't get home, like I don't see them mm. for another year. And yeah. like, I'm in charge of the first birthday party. And it's just like, it's those things that you kind of have to realize that you have to make a decision, like what's, what's important. And so I made a decision that I needed to go home mm-hmm. and I needed to spend my time with my friends and her baby. And so I knew I, you can't get that moment back. Mm-hmm. There's some things in life you just can't get back and mm-hmm. work's always going to be there. Um, and right now for me, it's just the scheduling because I was supposed to go home for the first time and then I got added to another appearance. So then I had to go to Austin, come straight back on the road. And I'm just like, it's just, it's, it's almost like, and every day that I have is like super busy. Like today, for example, I was like accidentally triple booked (laughs) on appearances before the show starts. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's finding a rhythm and just going with it. And so for me right now in life, it's scheduling, Mm. which is very, um, normally I'm very schedule oriented. And when that schedule gets thrown off, I get very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, like, it's just like, you know what, right now you do the work and you can reap the benefits later Mm -hmm. and decide what you want to do then. Mm. But right now it's time to be on the grind and to get it done. And Mm -hmm rest will come after. Mm, So many important things there. I think people forget that when you are 
trying to reach a dream where you are working for something, there's like that, I call it like the atmosphere point where you have to break through the atmosphere and like yeah. your rocket has to be like in full throttle. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And it's like, what keeps you going in those moments where it's like, you don't think there's anything left? Um, For me, I honestly, I can't look at the end goal. Mm. I can't look because if I'm like, cool, I'll reach this. And like, we have a pay-per-view coming up. I'll reach that pay-per-view in X amount of weeks. I have to take everything day by day Mm. because if I'm looking at that, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing, you know, day by day, especially because that seems so far away and I will lose my drive Mm -hmm. and I'll lose the motivation to keep going at my best. So you have to take it day by day because if not, you get overwhelmed. Today, like when you wake up, what's the mentality that, because it's really easy to go out. Right. How do you get back into your body and into the present moment and be like, what's today? Like, how do you be your best today? Um, Honestly, I just kind of look at today as a whole and then break it down into sections. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so I have, before the show starts, I have three things I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then I just take each one because if I were to if I were to look at today as a whole, I'd be like, I'm this is yeah, not gonna happen. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm actually not <laughs> showing up. I I said that to myself on the plane. I was like, maybe I just don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen? What would happen? Do I really need my job? No. So like, <laughs> I've said that. I'm like, maybe. Oh no. <laughs> that's the thing. Like people, and I've seen little like memes of that. People are like, when you really debate how much you need your job, like that was me this morning. I was like, mm-hmm. today, I was like, I'm just not going. Um, (laughs) I'll physically be there, but mentally I'm not going. Um, No, but uh, you just have to take it. You have to break it down into where you can control it and you can absorb everything. And that's kind of how I do everything. Like, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, during our live shows, we'll have like three or four live shots to do. And instead of looking like, oh my God, I have three or four live shots. You go, okay, so what's the first one? Here it is. This is what you're doing. This Mm -hmm. is how I feel about it. And this is how I'm going to do it. Cool. Don't even think of the rest of the stuff yet finish that one task and then move on to the next one and then the next one. And then by the time you're done, you're less overwhelmed. It all went well because you're focusing on the one bit at a time instead of one piece at a time instead of the whole big picture. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I have to handle a lot of my day-by-day stuff, especially because like with how much we travel and how much we do, it's like, oh my God, today's overwhelming. But then you go, if you take it step-by-step, step, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I, It's so crazy. Out, out of all of the interviews I've done with crazy busy people or people who are chasing their dream, that's literally what it comes back to. They're like, I, it has to be moment to moment mm-hmm. or or we implode. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, I'll talk to some women who are just like, I'm so anxious. I'm so freaked out. I'm so I'm like, where where are you thinking right now? And yeah. Like, I'm thinking six months from now. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you need to back I don't even know to, what six months from now looks right, like. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um. For you, what is something that really um, like makes you happy and gets present on the daily? Like, what's something that do you find happiness every single day that you can? And I get that some days aren't um, like that, but is there things that drop you into being present and make you either grateful or? Um, I like kind of just people watching. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> to is be that, honest, what does that like, mean to you? Like people watching. You know, when you look around, like I, I get a lot of motivation from other people, mm-hmm. whether it's motivation for work, motivation for personal life. And I like just like looking around other people and seeing how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. And it kind of grounds you for a second mm-hmm. and realizes like, yes, what we do is very overwhelming, but what, we're, what we do is really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And it impacts a lot of people mm-hmm. and in a positive way. And if we weren't doing what we what we do, we wouldn't be an escape for other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need an escape from our escape, but I just like to people watch it and I like to, you know, 
get in contact with my friends and stuff that makes you grounded and stuff that makes you really appreciate what you're doing. And then you realize like this stuff isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. And like, I, and I, that's why like, I love, that's why I love my job and love what I do because it is crazy, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And we love the reaction and interaction we get with people. Mm-hmm. For example, yeah. like Natty and I just went to Saudi Arabia and we got to visit with kids in the hospital. And the mm-hmm. fact that they knew who we were, was incredible. Mm. And we were an escape for them just for a couple minutes. And just to be able to take people out of their current situations, it's just, it's crazy to know that we do that. Mm. So you get into like deep gratitude yeah. for what your impact is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you hope when people, like when teenage girls look at you, what do you hope that they get from it? Um, get from just even the way you live your life or how you followed your dreams? Um, Honestly, I feel like when I was going through like my depression and mm-hmm. my eating disorders and everything like that, I didn't have anyone to look look to. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was hospitalized, like I was hooked up to a heart monitor, freaking IVs, tubes, mm-hmm. like everything. Soccer players came in and visited me. Yeah. And I remember being like, you don't know what I'm going through. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like women are like that in general. We're always like, we're always like, you don't know. You don't okay? know. You don't, you don't get it. <laughs> but that's just how I was. I was like, you don't get what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But I've been there. And I've been through, you know, a lot of stuff. And like, and I feel like I hope teenagers, whether it's boys or girls, I hope they see that you like, when they feel less confident about themselves due to other people, for example, like if someone else is causing them to feel worse about themselves or mm-hmm. anything like that, like no one can determine your self-worth but you and Mm -hmm. so I kind of hope that they see me as that person that I needed growing Mm -hmm. up because I needed someone to be like hey you're going to go through this and you're going to go through it a lot but it's not going to define you and you're going to be successful out of it you're going to you're going to be happy some days you're going to be really sad some days but that's just life Mm -hmm. and I think people one thing I wish we would be more open about with you know teenagers and stuff like that especially with online like online bullying and stuff like that we get it too yes Totally. And we are just as successful, even though we go through it too. Because I remember when I was in high school, like people write on my MySpace. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, the world is ending. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like I am just so worthless Mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other. And, but we go through it too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something that we can connect with people. And that's why we have be a star and all that stuff. And it's because it's not, it's not the end of the world. And I wish more people would talk about online bullying, you know, mental illness and all that stuff, especially Mm -hmm. with women and teenagers and stuff like that, because we've all gone through it, but it doesn't have to define you. Mm -hmm. You can be successful out of it Mm -hmm. and it can actually be like the thing that makes you successful. Yeah. Let's talk about that because I think that one of, honestly, it's something that I really struggle with because I see it every day in what we do. Like Mm -hmm. just someone leaving crappy comments all the time or in your DMs or whatever that looks like. And it's just a part of it. Like yeah. It's literally all a part of it. But how does somebody who, because I think women are fairly sensitive and we want people to like us. I think that's every human. So how do you kind of block that out? Honestly, I just kind of laugh at it yeah. because, you know, you I get to that point though. Of at first, at I was never yeah. like that, you okay. know, because you'll scroll through comments and comments and you'll see all these positives yes. and then you'll see that one the negative one. and then you'll focus on that one negative and then all the positives don't mean yeah. anything. I kind of just, the way I able was able to kind of separate from that was just to realize that, you know, 
I'm much more than what I'm posting. Yes. And I only show you what I want you to see. Mm. And the fact that you're judging what I'm giving you, that's kind of laughable. Because like, you're just like, come on, man. Like, there's so much context that yes. any normal person would understand. There's so much context that you can't write about. Yes. And it's just, people are just so quick to judge. And, you know, I've always been a big advocate about like social media could be like the best thing in the world or the mm-hmm. worst thing in the world. It just depends on how you do it. And oh like, God, I remember yes. like uh, one of a girl I knew in high school, her younger brother killed himself because mm-hmm. of online bullying. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that people, it gives people this way of saying things, hurtful things and harassment with no consequences. And I feel like that's just, if you have to go out of your way to say something mean on my stuff, Mm -hmm. what is going on in your life? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, if that comment made you feel better about yourself, cool, dude. Like, sorry, but you know, I'm still going to be out here living my best life. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how you kind of have to look at it. You kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. You know, it took a while to get to that point, but you kind of have to realize that with every hundred comments, there's going to be a negative, but there's also 99 positive ones that you actually have to read and have to look into. And Mm -hmm. because we're so quick to just swipe through the positives and they're like, Oh, this person's had my hair look bad or something. You know what I mean? And so you have to just take everything with a grain of salt and realize it's not real. Mm -hmm. So not real. I have to literally every day. I'm just like, this is not real life. This box is not real life. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's, it's not real. Sometimes you don't realize that until you get off of it for a while. Yeah. Like I have time where I'm just like, get this phone away from me. I can literally feel everybody on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. So and then crazy. there's so many times where I'm on Instagram and I'm like, how is everyone living their best life like this? You know what I mean? <laughs> everyone has a professional photographer with them. Like everyone's going on trips. And like, I always love seeing those little like memes of like people when they're like, holding like like a picture and they're like it looks like they're in front of a mountain and it's really a picture frame like I love that kind of stuff because it's it's so true it's Mm -hmm. like we show you what we want you to see Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to realize that you're more than that and so Mm -hmm. if someone comments on the little bit of their life that you let them see like you don't have time for them I love that you say that about you have to realize that you're more than that because I I can trace back to just different points in my life where I've had to let go of identities outside of something like when I decided not to be in the fitness world anymore it was like I had to realize I was so much more than my body yes. otherwise I I was like losing my mind for real oh, for like a year afterward because if I wasn't getting recognized for that I didn't I didn't yet put value in other things right. in myself because it was the first time I really got attention or achievement so right. especially for someone like you or for different women who really start to get attention for one like kind of like one, one area of mm-hmm. your life and yet your personality while you are you you're also playing a different character Mm -hmm. right out there. So how do you make sure that you're kind of like investing in other parts of you so that when this is done or you've moved on from it, that you are still valuing who you are? Um, You know, I've always had, I don't like to, so I have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D, but I don't like to focus on those only because if I'm focusing on plan B, I'm taking away from plan A Mm -hmm. mentally. But, you know, I went to school for dietetics. And Mm -hmm. so I know if I wanted to, I could do stuff with dietary stuff and dietitian. And, you know, that's my, my true passion of what I really want to do eventually after WWE is I want to open up like a halfway house for Mm -hmm. people with uh, eating disorders or mental disorders. Cause I remember like when I was going through it, you were either hospitalized or completely outpatient. Oh yeah. There was no happy medium. And I want somewhere where people can just come and kind of be a halfway point Mm -hmm. because that's what I needed. Mm. And if I can just like help impact in that kind of sense, um, that's kind of like really what I want to focus on because I'm not like 
I'm not super fashionable. I mean, I'm wearing yoga pants and a sweatshirt. You look great. I've been on the road for three <laughs> weeks. I haven't had time to do laundry. <laughs> Sorry. But like, you know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, I want to start a fashion line. I'm just like, I just want to be kind of like, I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love acting. So maybe that's mm-hmm. something I would try to pursue one day. Yeah. But I think I just want to use this platform to show, you know, be that something for someone, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Totally. Mm-hmm. I have one last question for you. When you're about to die, we're going there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when you're about to die, you literally can only leave one message and it's on a billboard. So oh, there's Lord. only enough room that people could read on a billboard. And it's one message about life in general that you have learned that you've kind of categorized up and, and it's not in the future. It's literally just yeah. say right now, what's a message that you would leave with people? It's the only message that you could possibly leave behind. It sounds cheesy, but I would say put happiness first mm. because I've been in a lot of situations, whether it's relationships or working stuff where if you don't put your happiness first nothing else in life goes right. Mm. Because if you're happy, it changes the whole world around you. But if you're not, it negatively changes the whole world around you. So I would say put your happiness first, mm. 100%. Well, there's your billboard. Yeah, there's my billboard. <laughs> well, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much Thank for you. your time. I loved it. I love getting to know you. I feel like there's a million other things I could ask <laughs> you, but we're just going to have to stop there. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. So I appreciate yes. it. Yes. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a 
paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. 
Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community. And it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.